All right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing? Yes. Okay, so like, um, first things first, as like the C5 people know, I don't like to like just kind of talk to a, an empty room. So as much as we can kind of interact and talk back and forth. Facial expression, huge, right? Even at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, y'all got it? Cool. So, um, <laughs> so remember, nod, mmm, uh-huh, yeah, so you feel like that, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, you got a whole team over here. <laughs> it's medical tape. Medical tape. Good work. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. This is what you call a uh, like clear the air. Yeah. Or uh, you know. Yeah. Icebreaker. Yes. There we go. Wow. Thank you. She can do everything. Okay. Um. All right. So. Um. Okay. So over the next couple, like all teams, we're gonna be talking a little bit just about some things that are kind of core to us here. Um. And just lay a foundation for the rest of the year. And so last week, uh, Nick talked a lot about um, Ray Presento. Remember that? Remember that? That was good, yeah? Yeah? Yes. Um, sweet. <laughs> um, and then what's the word you use for renewing of the mind? Semper reformandum. Yeah? Remember that? Yes? Sweet. Cool. All right. So tonight, um, we're going to talk about life together. Life together. Um, so here's a question for you. Um, have you ever lived in a community like this before? Yes. Yes? yes. Wow, sweet. Where? Oh, sick. Okay, cool. Yes, okay. Okay, yes, that's awesome, right? Yeah, other than this. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, okay, that's cool. So at Summit, anybody else? Kenya. Kenya, you did it. Okay, yeah? Cool. The World Race, people did it? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done it like in just like kind of normal, like non-program style before? Um, why not? Not a lot of communities like it? Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, it's not actually the norm uh, in America to do life together like this, right? Can we say that? Um, but for my people that have kind of traveled extensively, it kind of is the norm other places, right? Um it's so like in America, we actually, you know, the suburbs where we go and we build houses, like, away from other people, and there's no more front porches anymore, and we kind of do our own thing. That, that's kind of become the norm now. Did you know there's more single-person households um, in cities now than there's ever been? Single person, not single parent, single person. It's like one person in a household. Um, like, isolation, huh? And, and part, apartments, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially in cities, especially in cities. Um, so... Um, kind of we tend as a culture to go more towards like individuality and isolation um and so why do we here insist on doing life together why do we insist on living within walking distance of each other uh on gathering on tuesdays and thursdays on living with a bunch of other people in one house um it's the holy way yep that's right um and uh sharing meals and working close together you know like why do we insist on doing that um and i think if you um, can keep kind of the goal of that or the end of that in mind, then it'll help you um, press in and get the most out of actually doing life together as best you can. Cool? Make sense? Um, and so I just want to talk about like a few reasons why we actually do that. Um, and so f- first reason is we reflect God's image. And God is a communal God. How many of you knew that? Yeah? Trinity? Yeah. Trinity God? Um, three and one? Um, oh, yeah, Trinity. Uh, so, um, remember Genesis 1, let us make man in 
our image, right? Um, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female created them. So he, from the beginning, together. Um, John 17, we love to quote John 17 around here sometimes. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I put him on the spot. That's my bad. That's my bad. Father, make them one as you and I are one. Us and them and them and us. Yeah. What verse? John 21. 21, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and verse 11 talks about it. Father, make them one just as you and I are one. Me and you and you and me and us and them. And, and just like, it'll blow your mind. Um, and so Jesus is talking about his people that are coming after him. Make them, make them one, God. Um, my C5 people, today we walked through Genesis 2. Um, remember when God was bringing uh, the animals over to Adam to see if he could find a helper? Um, and he couldn't find anyone suitable, and he said, it's not good for... And so therefore he created a woman, right? He, could, he created community for him. <laughs> I have no idea what you said, Gary. <laughs> um, and so um, here's the deal. Um, it's actually, you know, I was talking about kind of our generation right now being an isolated generation. Uh, how many of you know that's actually not God's heart? Yeah? yeah. Um, and like 54, I was looking at some studies yesterday just to kind of like see it. And okay, I know that statistics can be all over the place, but just for the sake of right now. Um, the people that they surveyed, 54% of them uh, said that they feel like no one knows them well. Um, and like 25% said they always or often feel lonely. Um, and doctors are actually finding a lot of illnesses that are directly linked to isolation and loneliness. Did you know that? Yeah. Not just mental illnesses, but also physical ones. Um, and so um, here's the deal. It's not God's heart for us to be alone, right? Um, and I, but I feel like we're actually growing up in one of the most isolated and alone generations that has ever been, right? We're more connected than ever through social media. Um, but how many of you have ever felt lonely before? You know, I have, yeah. Um, how many of you have ever felt like no one understands you or um, you don't even know how to do life together? Yeah, I felt, I felt it before. Um, and even though you have however many friends on Facebook, you know, but do I have a couple good ones here? Um, and so... Number one reason, I think, for doing life together is because um, we're made in God's image, and he's a communal God, you know, and doing life together from the beginning. Um, you know, Jesus talks about Holy Spirit and the Father. He's like, Father, glorify, you know, I've glorified you, now you glorify me, Holy Spirit will glorify me. And just, he always talks about kind of this triune community. Um, so that's one reason. Another reason is actually doing life together is actually essential uh, to the mission that God has given us. Okay, C5 guys, learning class today. What is the mission that God originally gave to man? Rulership. Rulership, yeah? Yeah, we, we are selling. Yeah, so rule the world, right? Uh, and so if you listen to last week also, we're to Ray Presento, God's image to the earth, right? Um, okay, so when he's talking, when, he's, when God's commanding man to do that, he says, be fruitful and multiply, so increase in number, right? Um, rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, everything on land and over the whole earth. Fill the earth and subdue it. Um, and so that mission of ruling the world, he actually says, like, multiply and do that as more than one, you know? Like, it actually is going to take a squad of y'all to do that. You know, it's going to take a team to do that. Um, yeah. And so, like, 
he's, and he says in that very first command, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Yeah? Um, and so, um, and we get to Abraham and in the house of Israel, and he's always saying, I'm going to make your family a blessing to the nations. You know? And actually, when he's saying you, he's actually saying y'all. They just didn't have y'all. Um, but the way that he was, the way that the Hebrews were using that phrase you, he actually was saying y'all. I'm going to make y'all a blessing to the nations. Um, and so here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a southern translation. Um, but um, so here's the deal. From the very beginning, he was commanding us to do that together. Right? Be fruitful, multiply, go to the ends of the earth together. Um, and so not only was it essential to our original mission, but it was also essential to Jesus' mission. Doing life together was essential to Jesus' mission. How many people were with Jesus when he was doing his thing? Twelve. Twelve for a lot of the time. And also there were like 72 following around a lot of time. And also there were a ton of women following around. And also there were big crowds following around. Um, so like we see the 12 number all the time. Um, but there, he sent out 72 that had been with him all the time. And then, ooh, there it goes. Yep. <laughs> all right, we're going to go back over here. Um, so... Um, so here's the deal um, Jesus came and his mission was to free the slaves so let's set the captives free right mm-hmm. to bring light to the darkness to take us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light um, he came healing the sick raising the dead saying God's kingdom is here he came to establish God's kingdom on earth and he always was rolling with a group of people when he did that always he was always rolling with the group um and, like, not only to ministry, but he just would walk with them everywhere. They would eat together, sleep together, travel together, everything. They did everything together. Um, and there's a reason for that. Why was Jesus doing what he was doing? Why was he bringing kingdom to earth with rolling deep with the crew around him? Why was he doing it? Show community. Show community, okay. Takes more than one. Yes, that's very good. Yeah. Anybody else? He was teaching them. He was teaching them. Who said? Yeah, he was teaching them. Um, okay. Who was here when Dr. Bob spoke a couple weeks ago? Okay. So I called Dr. Bob and just asked him if I could use some of his stuff because it was brilliant. But um, here's the deal: when Jesus was going to build his kingdom on earth, remember what the verse that Dr. Bob showed us about his ecclesia? Anybody remember? Mm-hmm. You are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not stand against it. So remember, the gate, so gates are like a defensive thing. It's made to keep people out. So Jesus is like, I'm coming to rob hell. My church is coming to rob hell and take its destructive power out of the earth. And he said, on this rock, I will build my church. And Bob was telling us that the word church there is actually ecclesia. Who remembers what ecclesia means? Oh, go ahead. Somebody. One of y'all got it. A group of ordinary people gathered in a designated place to make a complete binding declaration. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm I'm gonna go like just a little bit word for word, but yes, that's yes, that's good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, actually we'll just stick with that. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so a group of a group of ordinary people that gather together to form a legislative body that has the authority to make legally binding decisions. A what? A group of. 
Yes, but yes, in Ecclesia. That's what Ecclesia is. Yeah. So what was Jesus's, um, what's Jesus's tool or what's his means of bringing the kingdom to earth? His Ecclesia, his group, hello, um, of ordinary people gathered together to make legally mind. Okay, so life together is actually God's means of establishing his kingdom here on earth. You see that? You see that? Um, so, um, and then you, you kind of see Jesus acting that out and living that out throughout his, his mission here. So remember the Sermon on the Mount? Who's read the Sermon on the Mount before? Um, name some of the Beatitudes. Miss Jean talked about the Beatitudes. Name some of those Beatitudes. Blessed are the peacemakers. Who said? Blessed are the poor I heard over here. Blessed are the meek I heard. What else? Poor in spirit. Yes. And then we kind of go deeper into deeper into the Sermon on the Mount, right? Talking about loving your enemies. Um, talking about how to live together well. Okay, what's a common thread that you see through all the qualities that he's talking about? Like in the Sermon on the Mount, what's a common thread? Being blessed, yes. But like, in what context? Community. You need people for all those things, right? Yeah? You need to live in community for all that. Um, in order to be a peacemaker, there's got to be people around, you know? Um, in order to be meek, there's got to be people around. So my take is that God actually assumes that we're going to be doing life in community. Um, and the way that we kind of have drifted as a culture is actually not a not a normal thing. It's the norm to us, but it's not a, not a normal thing. Like Nick's, Nick's Greek, he knows like there's 40 people roaming around all the time, screaming, hollering, having a good time. Um, and, but... For us, it's been the norm to kind of be more isolated. And so, um, and then you remember what Jesus said to his disciples. They will know you are mine by your love for one another. Yeah? They will know you are mine by your love for Michelle and Matthew and Angie and Ben and McConaughey and Ben. You know, they will know you are, they will know you are mine by your love for one another. Not by how much you can go into a room and study and get the thing alone by yourself by how you live with one another that's why we do life together um first Corinthians 13 love is patient and it's kind it's gentle does not envy does not boast it's not arrogant it's not rude does not rejoice at wrongdoings but it rejoices with the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things what do you have to have to be able to possess those qualities you have to be with people um, we were made to do this thing together. Yep. Um, and, you know, the Great Commission, said, Jesus says, go out, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Um, what did he command them? This is my new command for you, that you would, that you would love your neighbor, that you would love one another. This is my new command for you, that you would love one another. And the disciples that they were making were people that loved one another, right? So he was commanding them to make disciples, but what he had commanded them that they were teaching other people was to love one another. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good? Um, so, like, um, and, and no shade, like, I think that we've, so for all of us, we've come through different seasons in our life that have taught us a lot. 
So I came through a season, season probably a decade ago, that was about making disciples, um, people that like learned and understand, but we actually didn't walk out, what does it look like to love one another, you know? Um, we translated disciples as people that like can know and teach, which are good things, like I'm teaching right now, so I hope it's good, you know? Um, but ultimately, if we don't love one another, what are we doing, you know? Um, and so here's the thing, when they, and we can see it, this is another reason we do this, when, when they went out on those missionary journeys, when they went out to make disciples, what did you see happen historically, like what happened after they went out? Yes, yes and yes, same time, right? Um, they added to their number. So remember in the book of Acts, they were all gathered together. They were eating the word, or eating the word. Actually, they were eating the word. Yeah, it's true. They were. Uh, they were like breaking bread together, praying together, encouraging each other daily. Um, and the Lord added to their number. And everywhere God sent out his missionaries, little pockets and communities of Jesus followers popped up. Everywhere. Like by them fulfilling their mission, little communities just like this popped up. Isn't that crazy? Um, And um, like most, if so all the New Testament letters that you read, it's all always Paul saying, hey, to the church in Ephesus, you know, to my fellow believers in Rome, to God's beloved saints in Corinth. He's talking to a little group of people that he has cultivated and planted. Um, And back then they actually kind of they had to live that way because they were a persecuted minority. Um, and uh, somewhere along the way, I think um, being more accepted and comfortable as a church is kind of... So now it's easier for me to go somewhere on a Sunday uh, and worship and listen to preaching and hear the preaching of the Word than it actually is for me to live in community. But that what we do now and call church is actually a foreign concept um, to what the early church called church. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, in, as Bob was telling us about Ecclesia, so, you know, how much of what we kind of do in a church now looks like Ecclesia, you know? Um, looks like a group of people gathered together to make legally binding decisions, right, and carry authority. Um, and that stuff actually happens when you live in community, when you do life together. Um, and so, you know, when, here's the thing, doing life together is not always easy, right? Yeah? How many of you, this is your first time, like, living in community or doing life together? That's all right. No shame. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So right now it's like, yeah, this is fun. Just wait three or four months. <laughs> what did you say? It takes, like, five or six months and people start feeling it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. We can always tell, like, when someone's five or six mark has started to hit. Um, but here's the deal. That rub and that growth is actually how you begin to have Christ formed in you, you know? Uh, and actually how you become more like Christ and start to build his kingdom on the earth, you know. Um, and so like most of Paul's letters, they were to a church. They were actually written addressing issues of people trying to learn how to live in community together. You know that? Um, so he would always start out by saying like, this is who God is. This is who he says you are. And this is how you should live now because of that. And so and so and so and so that we're fighting with this. Can you guys get along because Christ died for you, you know. Um, and that's how he, that's what all the letters, all like the theology that we build on the New Testament came out of those letters, you know? Um, and so, um, let's take some time and read Romans 12 together real fast. Y'all ready? I think if we could like 
take Romans 12 and give it to Facebook and be like, this is the only thing that you can post for the next six months <laughs> and give to Fox News and CNN and all the people, our country would be a lot better place. Holy crap. Um, my goodness. Um, so we're going to read Romans 12 real fast. This is what God's idea of living in community looks like or what God's idea of his kingdom looks like. Um, is it cool if we just read the whole thing? You've got to get the scriptures in you a little bit. It's good for you. All right. Um, y'all want me to read it or somebody want to grab it? All right. I'm reading. Cage match. Will, you already got it? All right. Maybe read a paragraph and we'll hand it off. Wait, a paragraph? Just read it. Yeah. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Doing it. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove that he, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. But to think so as to to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to each of us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his servant, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor. Uh-huh. Not lagging behind in in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. That's a good one, and I'm going to read it again, too. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved. But leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in so doing you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's good, huh? It'd be good to just sit on that one for a week. You know, or a year, or a lifetime. Um, yeah, and so, like, you know, notice in that second paragraph, Will was leading. He's talking about, um, you know, he who serves, serve with excellence. You know, he who's teaching, teach. 
He exhorts. Exhortation. Excellence. And he talks about one body, many members. So like we are one one body. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. One body with different members and different gifts. Like your hand does something different than your foot does. Foot does something different than your knee does. It's a great analogy. Um, and, you know, be fervent in hope, patient in tribulation. Like, this is the way that you do life together, you know? This is the biblical view of what it looks like to do life together. Um, what would happen if we as a community actually embraced this and prayed it and spoke it and encouraged each other in it and asked God, like, God, make me like this, you know? Um, what would happen if we preferred one another, if we honored our brethren and we respected everything that they did, whether we agreed with them or not, you know? Um like really, really simple concepts and really, really costly ones at the same time. Yeah. Um, but ones that will give you life. Um, ones that will give you life. Um, and so, you know, that kind of brings me to my next point. Like, why do we do life together? It's like, well, like, like Will read. Like, we are the bride of Christ. We are his body. Ecclesia, yes, and his body. His Ecclesia is his body. Uh, so it's like it's I mean it's low-key like we're this massive transformer like walking around like <laughs> animated by God's spirit and like all the people kind of in the thing um, like bringing his kingdom to earth first uh, Peter 2 10 through 12 somebody want to pull that up for me first Peter 2 10 through 12 got it? Yeah. Eli got it. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from flesh and lusts which wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may because your good deeds as they observe them. Glorify God in all day of visitation. What translation was that? NASB. Really? Okay, cool. Huh. That's what I was reading earlier. Um, so, yeah, that was a little worthy first thing. Um, so notice that first verse. Once you were not a people, but now you are people. You are God's people. Uh, elsewhere he talks about you are a royal priesthood. What do priests do? They tend to the flock, yeah, and they're they're actually the place where God meets creation, right? That's where they're the ones that are intercessors between God and creation. Um, and he says that we are a we as a people are that we're a royal priesthood. Um, we y'all, you know, um, and so like we literally need each other and each other's gifts, you know, we like. So what, what would happen if the church was just made up of evangelists? That would drive me up the wall. No. <laughs> um, or what would, what would happen if the church was only made up of prophets? That would be hard to. <laughs> or only shepherd, you know? Um, here, here's the deal. Like, one body, many members. You need the people that are gifted at administration, that serve, that are prophets, that are shepherds, that are evangelists, that are givers that are exhorters you know you need all of it um and we're actually not made um 
to operate without all of it. So, you know, every once in a while you see that guy that's like, I'm just going to do me and Jesus. That ain't how that works. That ain't how that works. Um, or, or sometimes, and I've been in this place actually, it's like, I love Jesus, but I just got a problem with the church. Well, that's his bride. You got a problem with my bride, you got a problem with me. You know what I'm saying? And I think it kind of operates, the, I think God operates the same way. He loves his bride. He loves the church. Do the church got problems? Does yes. Ecclesia have problems? Yes. Um, is God aware? Yes. Is he still on the throne? Yes. yes. And you know what he says? Be kind to one another. Tender heart. Forgiving one another as Christ forgave you. Um, he said, leave room for each other's faults. Yeah? Um, love one another deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And so, hey, when we're living in community together, um, if we can embrace that, be kind to one another, tender heart, forgiving one another as Christ forgave you. Um, love one another deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Um, that's a good way to do life together. And like Jesus said, they will know you by your love for one another. Um, if we can embrace that, then we will change the world, you know? Um, and uh, I think JJ was talking about it the other day at Starbucks. Like, a couple of you guys that work at Starbucks and everybody walks in and like, hey, oh my gosh. Like, people at Starbucks are kind of like, why do you guys love each, like, like each other like that? Yeah. You know, what's wrong? You know? Um, that's how this thing happens. That's how it happens. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, we read Revelation today uh, in Bible this morning. And we talked about at the in the consummation of all things, the kings of the earth are going to bring their glories into the kingdom. Yeah, Every tribe, tongue, nation is going to be doing it all together. Uh, the ultimate goal of this thing is life together that's where we're going and uh that's why we're doing it now you know so uh that's all i got uh questions comments concerns thanks Red. <laughs> i need you around when i'm changing diapers in the morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about how uh, he says that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of the, the body of Christ. And just like that whole fact that he calls it a kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's a place where people are together and they live together. Yep, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Once you are a people, or we're not a people, now you are a people. That's exactly right. <laughs> Sweet, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of living life together and learning how to do it well, Thursday, Amanda's going to come and talk about communication and feedback and how to. Life together, it's really good. 